0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Confidant School. I am your host, Mike Razor, here in New York City. Hopefully, you all are having a wonderful day. I'm having an amazing morning. I'm about to head out to work out and get myself back in step. Unfortunately, I, uh, I was a little under the weather recently. I got this flu thing going on. I don't know. Uh, something from China or something like that. But seems like it's hitting everybody or something, you know. I don't know what's happening. But hopefully you guys out there doing well and are fighting whatever colds you may have. Or hopefully you don't. Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, I was trying to figure out what, it, what I wanted to discuss. And I, I realized that it was... Uh, important to have a conversation about individuals who are selling their own real estate, making the right decisions because a colleague of mine was telling me that his girlfriend is selling their home, um, and their mother, uh, well, her mother, um, her, well, his girlfriend's mother, excuse me, his girlfriend's mother, uh, doesn't want to sell her home, but wants to stay in it. And she's, a, she's, uh, retired. She's, you know, and he didn't understand why she wants to keep the house. Why not sell it, go retire somewhere, take the money, etc. cetera. Now, and his girlfriend is selling a house that she owns, Right. Now this is not the same house as the as the as the grandmother. <laughs> not the same house, right? But she's selling the house that she owns because she says she's tired of it. She's tired of, um, you know, having to fix it up every time. You know, all of that stuff. So she has a bunch of realtors, uh, you know, about to tear this thing apart just so she could go get a co-op um, and pay the HOA fees and all of that stuff so other people could fix her problems <laughs> excuse me so this is the this is the learning lesson because I I, I went over a couple things with him you know I don't know if he took heed to it or not but there are various red flags involved if, you know if you look at it on the longer scale one uh, starting out with. the His girlfriend. If you sell. The house that you own. I don't know if she had a mortgage. Has or still has a mortgage on it. Or she's just paying the taxes on it. But. Uh, he says she's been in that house for a long time. So at least half. Should be paid. And they live in. Queens I believe. So the. No, she lives in Jersey, excuse me, uh, in a a decent part of Jersey. So the house should be worth around, you know, around $400,000, $500,000, right? So um, if she sells the house, and I've seen this with a lot of people, they want to sell a house, they feel like they're tired of it, tired of having to pay this, that, and the third... You know, just so they could go to another place where now they're paying extra. Um, so she, she 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 goes and sells the house, then she has to go and find a co-op. Um, and then matter as a matter of fact, she wants a co-op in New York, she doesn't want a co-op in Jersey. So, a co-op in New York, obviously, is going to, you know, is going to cost, may cost around the same if you're purchasing in, in, you know, Queens or Brooklyn or something like that. Around $100,000, $200,000, depending on the size. But then you have the HOA fees that Increase the mortgage, basically the total monthly payments. I'm not gonna say the total mortgage, but the total monthly payments to basically what you would pay in rent or more, for that matter. Right. So we know that at this point where she's living now, she's paying way less in a mortgage than she would do, which then she would pay as a, a regular renter. And when she goes to these, to the co-op, or condo, whatever she chooses, she's gonna end up paying more money than what she's, what she's paying now monthly. If she's moving to New York, now she might find if she moves, if she's in Jersey. She might find something that is, uh, uh, reasonably priced enough to where she's paying less in, uh, you know, less as a mortgage than as a rent, but, you know, including HOA fees, et cetera. But then she has to also deal with the, the a maintenance fee and then the, uh, well, the HOA fee and the maintenance fee, either one, depending on which, whether you get on you, you're, uh, in a co-op or a condo, but then you have to, Um, worry about if the board makes the decision to increase the HOA fee or increase the maintenance fee or increase any other fee that comes with living in the co-op or condo. Right. You may have shares in the property and may have say, but uh, ultimately, if they if if the, if if it's a unanimous decision that we're gonna raise this or we're gonna do this because this is happening, then it's just gonna happen, and you're still liable for that for that money monthly. So now your rent or your mortgage or what have you has increased, uh, and sometimes exponentially uh, due to. Things that need to be fixed uh, in the building or what have you. Now, I do have a friend who's who lives in a, a property um, in the Bronx that is actually, you know, her, her mortgage is 700 something dollars a month. That's including HOAs, all of that stuff. But she's been living in that property for a long time. I think like 12 years or 13 years or something like that. You know, and she got the property at a deal and, you know, so it just it just depends. But most likely and she lives in a one bedroom. So and this this lady that's moving out and getting the co-op a condo, she has she has a kid. You know, it's her. She has a kid. She has a, you know, family. So she wants a she's definitely going to want a bigger space. My friend is, uh, is only one person and her space isn't but so big, but it's big enough for her. You understand what I'm saying? So, and that's what matters. Boom. Now you have, let's move on. You have the grandmother. And this is the, this is the one who doesn't want to sell a house. It's a million dollar home. It's a multifamily. Uh, it's being rented. And, and mind you, the, the, the girl that's selling her property, um, is also, I believe also rents a floor or something like that in her property as well. So this, this woman lives in Queens. The grandmother lives in Queens and she, um, She doesn't want to sell her property. She has has, uh, the three-unit property in Queens. It's it's worth a million dollars. It was appraised at a million dollars. And the son-in-law is saying, why don't you go sell that property, get out of here, take the money, and live your life out. Now, mind you, she's only 60-something years old. Uh, this guy is in his 30s uh, or 40s, early 40s, late 30s. And I had to explain to him, it's better for her to have an income coming in than for her not to have anything at all and just have that cash. Because now she doesn't have her cash in assets working for her To build that monthly income. And he said. Well you know. She's not going to be able to take care of it. And you know. I said well. What if she wanted to have that property. In the portfolio. So that she could pass it down to her family. When she passed on. That way they could live off of the property. And he said well you know. You're right. Uh, But. She has other properties. Okay, well, if she has other properties, then she obviously knows what she's doing. She's been doing it for years. She's probably been doing it way, way longer than your girlfriend has been born. And she knows what she's doing. So she has a a three unit and probably several others. She feels that she doesn't want to sell that million dollar home. And she probably doesn't owe anything on it if she didn't refinance. Even if she did refinance 30 years ago or so, she still probably paid it off. And because of inflation, you know, all of that good stuff, you know, renovations, redevelopments in the area in New York, it raised the price of the property to a million dollars. Now, her rents, each unit for her rent is, you know, I don't know the size of her, her, her rooms, but they're, they're probably between, you know, in Queens, between $1,750, uh, you know, or $2,000 a month, uh, depending on the renovations, all the way up to maybe like $3,000, 3500 you know the, the the larger scale, right? So why would why would you want to sell a million dollar home that's bringing you bringing in around? Because she lives in one of the units, so it's three. So let's let's just guesstimate bringing you around five, six, seven thousand dollars a month. And you don't have to work, and you're 60 something years old, and you have other properties bringing in more money. Why would you want to sell that for the million dollars? That means that woman who owns that property, her net worth is over a million dollars. She is a millionaire, ladies and gentlemen. (coughs) Excuse me. She is a millionaire. So think about this when you're having conversations with your with your with your clients because, because you need to take into consideration their lifestyle, their life. Unless they're just adamant about, oh no, I just want it to go. I just I can't deal with it anymore. At least give them other options. Okay, look, let me reach out to my friend so-and-so who's an investor, let's see what we could do, you understand, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, going back to the other young lady who, uh, who wants to sell her property in Jersey, she doesn't want to have to deal with the CapEx, capital expenditures, which are the larger, uh, 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 repairs that need to be made on the property, like a boiler, like the roof, etc. etc. All these things that was explained to me tells me that she doesn't know what she's doing in the real estate, uh, industry. It's as if someone just told her, Oh, just buy a house. You're good. Or, um, you know, I'll help you with it. Don't worry about it. Or it was just inherited or something like that. Now she has, uh, no, uh, a savings, which means that whatever money she's been getting from the renters, she's been using it to, to have a good time. She hasn't been, uh, she hasn't actually calculated what the mortgage, the principal interest taxes and insurance, what the, um, Repairs might be over the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, etc. She hasn't done that, and because of that, now she wants to sell the home. Bad move, baby, especially in this economy right now. Terrible move. Do not sell, do not sell, do not sell. Trust me, do not sell if you're listening. Do not sell, okay. You need insurance if you don't have insurance you need insurance i see a lot of a lot of property owners uh not not wanting to touch their insurance this is not car insurance ladies and gentlemen this is home insurance you 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 spend money every month on insurance you never use it and then Five, six, seven years down the line of spending all this money on your insurance plan, you're afraid to call them because you got a leak in your ceiling that's bubbling up. You know, it's going through the paint, it's going through the thing. You don't know how bad it is. You're just letting it bubble. The wood is cracking. You hear all kinds of like squirrels and stuff running through. You know, you don't know if there's mold growing in the ceiling. That's what your insurance is for, for your home. This is the other thing. It's not car insurance. Where if you get into a car accident, rates go up. It's, you know, crazy. You have a legitimate reason for fixing this problem. They already spoke to you about how old the property is, how long you had it, how this, that. You've already gone through that from the get go. So they already know about the property. There's already been inspections on it, appraisals, everything. So they're aware you're already paying the price. Okay, get a reward from it. Okay. Now, it is a big price if you if you have to repair a roof. It is. Everybody knows that. Right? Well, not everybody, but the people who are listening to this knows that. Okay? I mean, so, so, I mean, even if my, my suggestion, if you gotta, if you have to repair the roof and it's, and you don't have the, you know, the funds to do the repairs and, and it's leaking and all of that good stuff, then my suggestion, one, see if the insurance will take care of at least half of it. And two, um. Start start putting away money, a percentage of the money you make every month from the property so that you could get it fixed. Three, I mean you, you may not want to do this, but you know, if you haven't refinanced and you have no other way of, of repairing the, the roof, go ahead and see if you could refinance. Uh you could take up the 70% of the value out you know to if you want to do repairs for the for the roof if not try to find the cheapest simplest way to cover the roof for now until you get it together this is this is worst case scenario ladies and gentlemen this is not best case scenario best case scenario is you go to bigger pockets forward slash calc and you use the calculator that's there to calculate your uh home price point after repair values etc the other thing you could do this is the other thing you could get a renovation loan ladies and gentlemen so before you go and 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 re try to refinance do all this Go see if you go, you approve, you'll be approved for a renovation loan, <clears throat> right? Get a renovation loan for the roof. Get a renovation loan for everything that needs to be renovated in the house, which nine times out of 10, once you do these renovations, it's going to increase the value of the property. You know, you then reappraise it. Okay. Once you get the renovation loan, you'll be able to go ahead and refinance. Excuse me. You could refinance. Yeah. Once, once you do that. But if you don't have anybody living in the property and living in your house and you plan on getting a condo, that house is an asset. Ladies and gentlemen, that house is an asset. So... If you want, what you could do is you could go ahead, refinance that property, take the 70% out, go get you that condo or co-op you've been saying you want to purchase, move a family into that house, tax breaks, baby. What it's going to do, because this was another complaint, is that she's like, oh, all my money is going toward all of this. I'm not seeing any profit, blah, blah, blah. Lady, you need to know the real estate industry. Listen to this podcast, baby. This is what you got to do. Okay. Go ahead. You can move a Section A family in there. You could move a homeless family in there. I think if if, if I'm not mistaken, it's a multifamily property, because he said that he get you know that she has. I, so I don't. It may be a two unit. It may it may not be a single family. But either way, move a family into the home. Section 8, let the government pay half or whatever, or 70% or whatever. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Homeless. You got that. You could bring uh, work with the government uh, and have homeless, mentally disabled people come and move in uh, and they'll pay the rent for you. You know. These people are begging to have people allow the homeless to move in. Um, Or... Uh, uh, was it assisted living facility Start an assisted living facility Move uh, People who are in the hospital Into the home that's nearby Let the government take care of it you begin to check Every month You understand what I'm saying And then you take the refinance Money that you have And you go ahead And you move to a, The condo that you were looking for You know, and now not only are you getting tax breaks on that house, you're getting tax breaks on the house. You are seeing extra income coming in every month. So not only especially if you're working, not only are you getting paid if it's two units, not only are you getting paid, you know, whatever value monthly the government says your property is 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 worth. Uh, three four thousand dollars five thousand dollars maybe more uh, a month you're getting your regular job income so you came up an extra five you know five plus you know eight nine you know whatever right so now you're making around you know between seven and ten thousand dollars a month you know and now you could comfortably afford, you know, some of us comfortably afford the uh, to pay those HOA or maintenance fees. Okay, so just think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Structure these things right. Okay. Do the calculations before you just make an abrupt decision. Some people are so quick to just get out of things with, I don't know any other option. Ah. Look, do some research first, man. Don't just up and go because you think you know that somebody's gonna want your property. Come on. Well, then what you gonna do? You're gonna sell a property. Take that money. What's the first thing you're going to do with that money once you sell it? You pay taxes. You better be paying the taxes if you haven't done it already. Right? Then what? You're going to go on vacation? You're going to hold that money in the bank? Have you ever had that much money before in your life? Do you know what to do with that money? You can't leave it in just in the bank. With, a with, you know, giving you the lowest interest rate possible. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because even though you pay taxes on it, now that money is going to be taxed. You know, while it's in the bank, because it's accruing this little bitty interest. Obviously, it's being taxed on, you know, the interest that's being given. But the point is, it's being taxed. Right. They have what's called the capital gains tax. Okay, That's what you have to pay once you sell a property. Unless you do a 1031 exchange which defers the tax for several years. Then you could, if you, if you decide to further save the tax, you could go ahead and put the property into um, a form of uh, shelter, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> but I'm not a financial analyst. Excuse me, I'm not, I'm not a, a, an investment banker. I'm a real estate investor. And, a, and, a, and licensed. So. Um, look, ladies and gentlemen, just take your time. Some of you guys are rushing through trying to figure this thing out. Some people have been doing this for a long time, been in real estate a long time, still doesn't don't know everything. Shoot. I don't know everything. Nobody knows every single thing, you know, and it needs to be understood that just because you've been out there selling property buying property or what have you doesn't make you the end-all be-all. Okay? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the show for today. Hopefully you all are having a wonderful day today. Um. Once again, pick up my books, my book, The 90 Day Blitz for the Newbie Real Estate Professional. Uh... Michael Razor on Amazon.com. Real quick read. All right. And I'll be talking to you all soon. About to go and work out. (laughs) Have a wonderful day.